Hey everyone, it's the Dragon LML, David Lightbringer. I've, I broke all my Dragon LML out of the closet because hey, it's House of the Dragon and the hype is building. So let me tell you about the first 10 or so dragons that we might see in season one of House of the Dragon. And yeah, I guess I could have dressed like a normal person for this video, but hey, it's been like 11 years with no T-Wow. So I figured, hey, let's mix it up a little. House of the Dragon is of course gonna be a show full of flying Ds, dragons that is, and dragon lords. So let me tell you all about the dragons, the dragon lords who mount them to become flying Ds, and I'll even give you one little piece of relatively little known dragon trivia with each dragon. So click like and subscribe and let's meet the dragons. So the first dragon that we might see on House of the Dragon is actually one which is already dead by the time the story starts and that would be Balerion the Black Dread, that's right. Balerion was of course the famous Mount of Aegon the Conqueror as well as Magor the Cruel but he's also the mount of King Viserys I, who's gonna be king for most of the show. Now Viserys only actually rode Balerion one time in 93 AC at the age of 16 when he claimed Balerion. He circled three times around the city and was gonna to fly to Dragonstone, but he didn't because Balerion was so old that he could barely be roused. He was sluggish and he had actually stopped growing. And this is the only time we hear of a dragon that stopped growing. So he's that old. Balerion is actually from Valeria from before the doom. So we're talking like 200 years old just about here at his death, something like that. In any case, Balerion died one year later in 94 AC and Viserys never claimed another dragon and never flew a dragon again. So he's technically a dragon rider, but he only flew once, but it was Balerion the Black Dread. So the reason why I think we might see Balerion on the show, the show's gonna be doing a lot of flashback and Viserys, I think this would really help build his character as a Targaryen if we see some sort of flashback or memory of him and Balerion. For example, what if we see Viserys talking to Balerion's skull somewhere down in the Red Keep or in the throne room? Maybe he's patting it on the nose, remembering the good times, has a little flashback, something like that. I just, if we're gonna make 10 or more CGI dragons and, and it's gonna be more throughout the course of the show, how can they pass on the opportunity to give us a little glimpse of Balerion, the Black Dread, the most famous dragon who ever lived. So we may or may not see this, but I just thought I'd throw this out just in case. And for our dragon trivia, I've actually got two for this one. Balerion was the first dragon to kill another dragon in Westeros. That was when Magor the Cruel, of course, was riding Balerion. He killed Aegon the Uncrowned, his nephew, who was riding a much smaller dragon named Quicksilver. Second bit of trivia, Balerion the Black Dread may have been back to Valeria where he was born in the uh, story of Arya Targaryen, which you can look up in Fire and Blood. It's a story of a little girl who hopped on a dragon and accidentally was taken to Valeria. It didn't work out very well, but uh, yeah, that's a story for another day, as they say. And then real quickly, I just wanna say that if they decide to start the story with the Great Council of 101 AC, Jaehaerys is still alive at this time. He's gonna die a few years later. So there's a, even a small chance we could see Vermithor this early on, but I'm guessing they're gonna hold that until later when a different rider will claim Vermithor, as well as Silverwing, the dragon of Queen Alysanne, who has just died a couple of years before the Great Council. All right, next up we have our three most experienced dragon, dragon lord combos. And the first is Caraxes, the Bloodworm, ridden by Daemon Targaryen, 
This is definitely a dragon and a dragon lore we're going to see quite a lot of in House of the Dragon all the way through. So Caraxes is a red male dragon. He's pretty huge. He's half the size of Vagar, who's the biggest dragon in the show. But Caraxes might be the second biggest. And he's lean, mean, and very experienced in war. His first rider, Aemon Targaryen, said of Caraxes, he does love to burn. And if, if it's a dragon, of course. I mean, all dragons probably love to burn things, but somehow Caraxes' love of burning things with fire goes above and beyond other dragons. So that's the kind of dragon we're dealing with here. Now, Aemon Targaryen, Caraxes' first rider, he's the firstborn son of King Jaehaerys, and he's the father of Rhaenys, the queen who never was, a very important character that we're going to talk about in just a second. And Aemon first claimed Caraxes in 72 AC. That implies that Caraxes was hatched only a few years before that, so Caraxes is probably about 65 or so during the dance. Caraxes was mean right from the start. Uh, the dragon keepers in the dragon pit, they considered him to be the fiercest of the young dragons when Aemon came to choose one. And Aemon used him in battle in 83 AC during the Fourth Dornish War, where he burned a bunch of ships, and then again in 92 AC when some mere men invaded Tarth. And that's men from Mir, not mermen, like merman. Now, Aemon Targaryen died on Tarth in 92 AC by a stray crossbow bolt, and uh, our dragon trivia for Caraxes is that Caraxes was eating goats when Aemon was killed. So dragons, not just sheep, they also eat goats. So then 13 years later in 105, the same year that Viserys takes the throne, Viserys' brother Daemon, his younger brother, Daemon Targaryen, claims Caraxes. And Daemon will use Caraxes in the War for the Stepstones for about 10 years from 106 AC to 115 AC, at least in the books. We don't know exactly what the timeline will be in Fire and Blood. They may play with it a little bit, but we probably will see some version of the War for the Stepstones and Daemon crowning himself King of the Narrow Sea. I'm almost certain of that. Which means we will get to see Caraxes burn a bunch of ships in the Stepstones, even before the dance proper starts, upon which time we will see then Caraxes burn a bunch more stuff. He's involved in several good battles throughout the war. So next up, it's the only other red dragon in the history of A Song of Ice and Fire that we hear of, which is interesting because the Targaryen sigil is a red dragon on black, which kind of makes you wonder why Aegon didn't take a black dragon on red as his sigil, or I guess if he really wants to go metal, he could have done a black dragon on black, but then it just would have been a black banner. And people would have been pointing to it, be like, hey, what is that, Aegon? He's like, oh, it's a black dragon on black. And everyone's like, if, if, if you say so, a king, sir, king, king Aegon, yeah, sure. In any case, Melis, the Red Queen, is a red dragon. She's ridden, of course, by Princess Rhaenys Targaryen of Driftmark, the queen who never was. A nickname given to her by Mushroom, by the way. Melis is a real stunner. She's got scarlet scales, pink wing membranes, and copper crest horns and claws. So this is a dragon we're definitely looking forward to seeing, and Melis is old and cunning, but in her youth, she was known as the swiftest dragon in Westeros, and she's still very, very fast. We're not sure when exactly she was hatched, but she should be about the same age as Caraxes, about 65. And she was first claimed by Alyssa Targaryen in 75 AC. Alyssa is the sister of Aemon, rider of Caraxes, and Alyssa used to ride Melis with Aemon and Caraxes and their other brother Balin on Vagar all around the Narrow Sea just for fun. Back in, back in the good old days, if you will. Alyssa married her brother Balin, and they were the parents of King Viserys I and Daemon Targaryen, who we'll see in the show. And our dragon trivia for Melis is that Alyssa 
once took both baby Viserys and baby Damon flying up on Maley's when they were less than two weeks old. There's your Targaryen parenting corner. All right. So in 87 AC, three years after Alyssa dies in childbirth, very sadly, Rhaenys, the queen who never was, claims Melis. Then only two years later, in 89 AC, young Rhaenys, flying Melis, gets the high privilege and honor of accompanying King Jaehaerys on Vermithor on a royal progress out to Highgarden and the Shield Islands in the Westerlands. And this is where Rhaenys tells her dad that she's decided to marry Corlys Valerion. As we talked about in our gigantic, nearly three-hour House Valerion preview stream. Check that one out if you didn't see that already. So then a year later, in 90 AC, Rhaenys arrives at her wedding to Corlys on a dragon, on Maelys, which she insisted on arriving on the dragon. So that gives you a little bit of an idea of the character of Rhaenys, the proverbial queen who never was. She's, uh... <laughs> She rode a dragon to her wedding, so there you go. Melis and Rainies will definitely be involved in the Dance of the Dragons war proper. They're involved in one of the most epic dragon fights. And I actually did a live stream called Dragon Dances, which you can find in the House of the Dragon playlist on the channel, where I read all of the major dragon fight scenes from Fire and Blood, the entire scenes, as well as symbolic analysis. So check that one out if you uh, want to get a preview of the dragon on dragon action. Next up is our final experienced dragon rider and dragon, and that would be Syrax, the mount of princess and queen Rhaenyra Targaryen, the realm's delight. Syrax is a yellow she-dragon named for Syrax from Mortal Kombat. Well, no, not, she's not really named, but uh, I always think of that because Syrax is also yellow, and I used to play a lot of Mortal Kombat because I'm a child of the 90s, because I'm kind of old now. All right. No, in actual fact, Syrax, and this is our dragon trivia, Syrax was named for a Valerian goddess, as were the dragons Balerion, Vagar, and Meraxes. So, <laughs> very interesting deity names in Valeria. And of course, if you remember, it's said of Valeria that they don't have one god, but many, many, many gods are worshipped. So it's some sort of dragony polytheism. Syrax is huge and formidable, perhaps not as much so as Caraxes, probably on account of Syrax having been kept in chains in the castle for many years. Well, not in the castle, in an old stables attached to the Red Keep, but as opposed to the Dragon Pit. She's a court dragon. She has all her food brought to her. She hasn't hunted in many years, so she's kind of chill now. Rhaenyra was her first rider back in 104 AC, so she's much younger than Caraxes, maybe about 30 or 40 in 129 AC when the dance Civil War breaks out. Syrax, as I mentioned, is a she-dragon, and she's laid several clutches of eggs, including the egg which hatched Morning, Reyna Targaryen's dragon, and Morning was, of course, the last Targaryen dragon. Very sad, the last dragon. Its name was Morning. Now, at a certain point in the story, Daemon and Rhaenyra will be married, and they, too, fly their dragons around the Narrow Sea for fun, very like their uh, uncle and aunt did before them. Syrax isn't quite involved in a battle per se, but she is involved in a very interesting, weird, and somewhat tragic event when someone else tries to ride her. But I don't want to give that away completely in case any of you don't want uh, detailed spoilers for how the story's going to go. So we will see Syrax in the story in some kind of conflict. But before that, we'll see Rhaenyra flying her around happily or flying her back and forth as she goes on errands, prepares for war, attends, you know, treacherous feasts and weddings and things like that. So we'll definitely see Syrax. 
All right, next up we've got Sunfire the Golden, and now we're doing the children of Viserys and Queen Alicent Hightower. Sunfire's not their kid. Their child is King Aegon II, of course, and King Aegon rides Sunfire the Golden Dragon and actually changes his sigil from a red dragon on black to a golden dragon on black. And this is the only time, here's your trivia, the only time a dragon rider Targaryen king changed their sigil to match their dragon. As you might guess, Sunfire the Golden had gleaming golden scales, shone like beaten gold in the sun, had pale pink wing membranes, and Sunfire's flames were also golden. And by the way, if you didn't know, quite often the dragon fire of a dragon will match some degree of their coloring. Uh, most notably, the black dragons, Drogon and Beleriand, breathe black fire shot through with red and bits of gold. So in case you're wondering if a bright golden dragon might be the most beautiful dragon ever in the known world, uh, yes, that's exactly what Archmaester Gildane, the author, the, <laughs> the author, quote unquote, of The World of Ice and Fire says, Sunfire is the most beautiful dragon ever. Now, we don't know exactly how old Sunfire is, but he's described as a, quote, young dragon in 120 AC when Aegon claims him. And it's specifically said that Sunfire grows very fast, so he's already pretty large and formidable. And we will see Sunfire in battle, in a very epic dragon fight, in a couple of dragon fights, actually, um, in the story. So this is definitely a dragon we're going to want to know. And King Aegon, obviously... Uh, you know, who becomes king after Viserys dies is a very important character as well. So Aegon and Sunfire, we'll definitely see quite a lot of them. All right, so from Sunfire to Dreamfire. I know I'm not going to change my jacket every time. I just had the one gold dragon jacket. I figured I'd use it. Anyway, Dreamfire is a slender she-dragon. She's pale blue with silver markings. So definitely another stunner here, an amazing-looking dragon that they should definitely spend heaps of CGI budget on. She's got a silver crest, pale blue wings, so basically lots of silver and pale blue. Expect her dragon fire definitely to be silvery blue. And in the main story, she'll be ridden by Helena Targaryen, who is uh, Aegon's sister and also Aegon's wife, because they're Targaryens and that's how this goes. Dreamfire is actually a very old dragon. She was hatched in or before 32 AC, so she's actually going to be 98 by the time the war starts. She's first ridden in 35 AC by a 12-year-old Reyna Targaryen. Reyna Targaryen is a very interesting character. I can't even get started with her. She, she should get her own video, but trivia for you. Reyna once kept Dreamfire at Fair Isle for a time, and that's the whole Alyssa Farman story, and actually even kept Dreamfire at Casterly Rock for a time. So there, there was once a dragon living at Casterly Rock, and that was Dreamfire. Now, Reyna Targaryen, as I mentioned, great character. She was married against her will to Magor the Cruel, but used Dreamfire to do something really awesome, which is escape King's Landing under Magor's nose with Aegon's crown, and the sword Blackfire. So she was a prisoner, hopped on her dragon. Oh, by the way, let me grab the crown and the sword of House Targaryen and dip out on my dragon. That's pretty epic. So like I said, I'll definitely do a Reyna video at some point. Now, Dreamfire is a she-dragon, and she's definitely laid a couple of clutches of eggs, some of which hatched, uh, but some of which could be, it's unclear, but they could be the three eggs that Alyssa Farman stole. And if that's the case then Dreamfire could be the mother of the three eggs, which eventually became Danny's eggs, 
and hatched. And that's a theory too. We don't know that Alyssa Farman's eggs became Danny's eggs, but it's, it's almost certain that they are. George said we would find out the origin of Danny's eggs in Fire and Blood, and that's pretty much the only candidate. So just a theory about Dreamfire could be the mother of Drogon, Regal, and Viserion. So after Reyna's death in 73 AC, Dreamfire made her lair in the Dragon Pit, and then in 120 AC, bonded again with 11-year-old Helena Targaryen, who, like I said, is the daughter of Viserys and Alicent Hightower, and the wife of Aegon II, who becomes king after Viserys dies. Dreamfire is not ridden into battle during the dance, although I imagine we will see Helena riding Dreamfire a couple of times before the war. However, Dreamfire is involved in something called the Storming of the Dragon Pit, which is quite the thing, and we'll definitely do a video to talk about that as well. King Viserys and Alicent have two other children, and they're both dragon riders. Uh, one is Aemond, the second-born son, Aemond One-Eye, as he's known, and he's definitely going to be in the show. He's going to come to ride Vagar, but Vagar is such a big topic that I'm actually going to do a Vagar video right after this as kind of a part two, uh, because the Vagar section would have been like half as long as this entire video. So stay tuned for Aemond and Vagar, as well as Lena Valerion, another rider of Vagar. And then the other child of Viserys and Alicent is Daron Targaryen. That's the young brother. He rides to Sarion, the Blue Queen, a cobalt dragon. But I, he's not been cast for season one. So either he's been cut or they're just not bringing him in until season two. We'll have to see. So far, nobody's really been cut. So I have to think probably this is a character they're just going to bring in in season two. Tessarion is involved in a pretty important dragon battle. So I guess they could cut you know, put a different dragon there, but fingers crossed for Tessarion, the Blue Queen, and Darren the Daring, her rider. All right, so next up, we've got the three very young dragons of the three children of Rhaenyra Targaryen and Laenor Valerion. Uh, <laughs> well, no, they're actually the children of Rhaenyra and Harwin Strong. They're officially called the children of Laenor, but they look like Strongs, and well, you'll see in, in the story, it's a big plot line. But uh, the point I actually want to make before we even get into these three dragons, even with only one Targaryen parent, Rhaenyra, whose mother was half Arryn, by the way, uh, they, they all three are dragon riders. They're given eggs in their cradles, all three of the dragons hatch, and all three strong boys, if you will, as they're called, bond with the dragons and ride the dragons. So it could be that, and just speculating here, but it could be that the Targaryen blood purity thing is either overrated or misunderstood, or perhaps it's more like a, a family thing, like it follows the family line of the eggs instead of needing to be, you know, Valerian descent, quote unquote. Uh, but just thought I'd throw that out there. These kids that are half strong and yet three out of three dragon riders. So just food for thought. So the first dragon is Vermax. That's the mount of Prince Jaceres Valerion, the eldest born of Rhaenyra and Laenor Harwin. And of course, these dragons hatch in the cradles of these three kids. So the dragons will match the age of the kids as far as which one's oldest and which one's the youngest. So I have to wonder if Vermax might not be another dragon named after a Valerian deity. Just kind of sounds that way. If Syrax is a Valerian god, then maybe Vermax is too, as well as Arax 
and Taraxes, the next two dragons we're going to talk about. We don't get a physical description of Vermax, however, we know that he grew rapidly enough for Jace to ride him by the time of the dance, when Jace is about 15. And of course, if you remember, Danny rides Drogon only about three years after he's hatched, so 10, 12 years after the dragon hatches, that's definitely is big enough to ride by the time of the dance. So Jace will ride him as an emissary and then into battle. So we'll definitely see a bit of Vermax and Jaceres. No idea what the coloring is going to be, but we will see this dragon. So that's Jaceres Valerion's dragon, Vermax. So the second-born strong boy is Lucerys Valerion, and he rides the dragon Arax. And we actually do know what Arax looks like thanks to artist Sam Hogg, who did the 2021 calendar. He asked George for clarification and got George to say that Arax was a pearlescent white dragon with yellow flame, golden eyes, and a golden chest. So here's a dragon perhaps to match the white gold hair color that some Targaryens have. It's actually the most rare kind of Targaryen hair, the white gold. As you can see, um, uh, <laughs> Rx is involved in a dragon fight, and uh, very sad things happen, shall we say, when Luke takes him out as an emissary. Didn't mean to take him into war, took him out as an emissary, and uh, uh, sad things happened. As you can see, Vagar is five times bigger than Rx. Yeah. Anyways, a lot of the dragons are going to die. Spoiler alert. Most of them. There's only going to be four dragons left at the end of this whole thing. So, yes, uh, that's kind of the point, actually, of Fire and Blood. One of the points is that when dragon fights dragon, it's mostly horrific. But, uh, yeah, like I said, spoiler alert. And then, finally, we have Taraxes. That's the mount of Prince Joffrey Valerion. Joff. Uh, he's barely big enough to ride, not big enough to ride into battle, Joffrey at one point asks his mom to, he, you know, bravely asks his mom to ride his dragon into battle. Rhaenyra says no because he's too small. And then nothing bad happens after that at all. And that's the end of that story. All right. So to finish up, we've got the children and grandchildren of Corlys Valerion and Rhaenys Targaryen, the queen who never was. Their firstborn son is Laenor Valerion, and he rides the dragon Sea Smoke. As I mentioned on the House Valerion preview stream, expect Laenor and his sister Lena to have pretty big roles in season one, because they both, spoiler alert, will not make it into the actual Dance of the Dragons proper. So they will probably be primarily season one characters. And so expect to see a fair bit of Lainor and his sister Lena, both of whom ride dragons. So Lainor rides Sea Smoke, as I mentioned. Uh, sea Smoke is said to be Lainor's pride and passion. Sea Smoke is a pale silver gray and white dragon. He is of fighting size and age. We don't know the exact age, but he's kind of a medium-sized dragon, small medium size, kind of. I'd say medium size. But the point is, he's still young and very nimble. Now, one thing I want to point out is that uh, a dragon that's pale silver gray and white would be very hard to see at times, particularly flying low over the ocean, uh, hence the name Sea Smoke. But definitely a camouflage dragon, not exactly the golden sunfire here. This is more of a on the DL dragon. And now the cool thing about Sea Smoke is that even though Lainor, like I said, won't be with us in the later seasons, Sea Smoke will be ridden again by a probable bastard son of either Corlys or Lainor named Adam of Hull. And Adam, and to a lesser extent his brother Alan, 
are very heroic characters, and uh, Adam of Hull in particular, riding Sea Smoke, will be a big crowd favorite and a big hero in the later season. So we'll talk about some of those other dragons, by the way, especially the ones claimed uh, during the sowing of the dragon seeds on Dragonstone. And that's a really crazy thing where one of the sides tries to tame some of the wild dragons in order to have more dragons on their side. And a bunch of people get burned. There's cool dragons called Sheep Stealer, Grey Ghost, and the Cannibal. And uh, we'll talk about all that in a separate video. So uh, dragon trivia for Sea Smoke. It's thought that Adam of Hull's relation to either Corlys or Laenor helped him claim Sea Smoke because it was kind of a family dragon. It was already ridden by Laenor, which again makes you wonder if the Valerian dragon bond might have something to do with direct family relation as opposed to Valerian blood, quote unquote. But we'll have to see if the show plays with these ideas or not. And I think they might, with the Strongs being bastards, and potentially with Corliss, you know, one of Corliss' parents, obviously not being from Westeros, perhaps a Summer Islander. We'll make a video about that too. So as I mentioned, Corliss and Rhaenys' other child is a daughter. That's Lena Valerion. She rides Vagar, and we're going to talk about Vagar in his own video because there's just so much history. Vagar, the most destructive dragon, 132 years of destroying things with fire in Westeros. So gotta be its own video, but we'll close here with Moondancer. That's right, Moondancer, one of my favorite dragons, a she-dragon, a very young she-dragon. She's the mount of Bela Targaryen, and Bela is the daughter of Daemon and Lena. Now here's the thing, in the books, Bela wouldn't be involved in the season one timeline. She doesn't come along till later, but as you can see, she has been cast in season one, and the actress is Bethany Antonia. She's up there on the screen. And she looks like she's already a, a teenager there. So this is probably a character that's been aged up, which means that we'll probably see her riding a dragon, Moon Dancer, in season one. And probably the idea is just to introduce her earlier. Her part in things doesn't come along till later, but by bringing her in earlier, it'll mean more and when other characters die, we'll have somebody else already that we care about. Uh, so I th those are my thoughts there, but Moondancer is a really awesome dragon. Moondancer is involved in a dragon fight that has symbolism, which basically perfectly matches that Carthine myth that Danny hears about one day there was a second moon, it wandered too close to the sun, drank the fire of the sun, cracked from the heat, dragons came from the moon, and that's why dragons breathe flame. Basically, there's a fight between Moondancer and Sunfire, okay? And they collide in the air. The moon drinks the fire of the sun and they both fall from the sky, kind of like a meteor and land on the ground. So it's a whole thing. Again, check out the Dragon Dances stream where I read all of the dragon fight streams and broke down all the symbolism and all the action. So I'll leave a link to that in the description. And with that, thanks for watching everyone. Definitely leave a comment, tell me which dragon you're looking forward to seeing the most and tell me what the hell this is called. I think about it as like, Les Claypool is a game show host in hell and you have to answer the question right or else you, you're stuck there. I, I don't know, leave a comment, tell me what you think. Thanks for watching and I will see you again real soon. Did you notice I got John and Danny here? This is their secret weirwood wedding. They're happy. This is my alternate reality, they're happy. Hashtag, I stay with Daenerys.